Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello! Oh, we're on. We're back! Yes, we're back oh, from the two-week. Man, does it feel good. It was it was weird, man. I, I It's me. It's Grant, again. Yeah, I, that's I'm Grant. Here. I'm Jake. Hello. We are starting a cult here um, on, on the podcast. Currently speaking, I survived the COVID-19. You did remarkably well. Uh, you, uh, you did really well with it. As a matter of fact, that. uh... In my instance, it really was nothing more than just a, a minor, minor inconvenience yeah, in my day-to-day. It sounds day. like you got the diet COVID, but... Oh, I did. It was nothing. You know, um, it's you, you luck of the draw, man. You got the genes for it. But, yeah, so we are back. Uh, I'm no longer a contagious man. Um, well, I, I not COVID, <laughs> but, you know, no. I, uh, I have nothing to spread other than love and joy. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's no longer deadly, so we're back. And honestly, it worked out. <laughs> Love and joy is no longer deadly. I, I we It's funny that this worked out this way, because this was, I don't even remember, this was a couple weeks ago. I think it was like the Halloween episode. What? We were, we were doing like spooky stuff, and you texted me, and you're like, I yeah. did all this research, and I realized it's not that spooky. So we were like, well, we'll just sit on it, yeah, right? Yeah, we'll just have it on the back burner. Dude, I, <laughs> it's like the longest script I've written thus far. I love it. And I got to the end of it, and I was like, this isn't Halloween-y at all. It's not scary. It's just kind of, a, it's just a just kind of interesting, I guess. But but yeah, so uh, uh, it, it is the lost colony of Roland, Roanoke. There we go. And it, ju- it, it worked out perfectly, because we disappeared really for two weeks. And then what better way to resurface than to talk about disappearances. Yeah. I mean, it's just go. insane. Yeah. And I understand you have a story about something in Michigan going missing. Yeah, I have a totally separate uh, disappearance story. It's a real a real simple story. There's not much to it. It's just more a little lighthearted. But we're here. We're bringing to you disappearances of... What do you uh, call these? Like mass dis- disappearances? Large groups of people just gone. It's like a mass extinction with no proof of them actually dying. Yeah, they're probably still around, just doing other stuff. But yeah, so it's perfect. It's perfect. We're here. We're going to do it. Yeah. So sorry for being gone uh, for a while. In the future, we're going to be like recording some things just for situations of this. We'll we'll have you guys covered. 
Well, we're, yeah, we're getting and, our insurance purposes going on. And there, we got yeah. the patrons to thank. I yes. forgot about that. We Holy have, shit. Again, I, I don't, I'm not entirely sure because uh, I don't personally know these individuals, so I, I have not uh, asked. But uh, I'm just going to say first names because you know what? You deserve it. You're giving us money. I'm no, going to say it. I know them, but I also don't know their comfortability with mentioning their names. Exactly. But, but go ahead. So we have Tracy. I'd like to thank you personally. Uh, you you've been you were the first one on the docket, so I, I you know that was true. That was a back. It's very true. Hi, Tracy. Hello and thank you. And then we have Kate, I believe. Hi, Kate. And that was extreme. That was honestly those two kind of went hand in hand. It was weird. It happened. Boom, boom. One, two punches. Like boom, boom. It was planned. Ooh, maybe, who maybe it was is like a, this? It was a plan. And I really liked it because uh, the picture on the Patreon profile was the. Uh, the head in a jar from Futurama. Damn right. So, Which one was it? Was it Beck? Uh, no, it was hers. It was like her own avatar. Oh my god! I imagine uh, it was. It was really cool. I like that. I, I'm a Futurama fan, so Didn't that even went realize. the one way. Then we have uh, Roman. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, it, it, this is a new one for us because, uh, as far as right now, unless this is a, if this real name was used on the Patreon. It is the first person we do not personally know. No idea who you are, but thanks. And uh, for being here, it's great that you're to have you. No, that is All amazing. Right. So, Roman, thank you. And then this one, I'm going to say the full name. I'm sorry. I'm 100% certain this is a fake name. No, it has to be. But uh, Joe Schmo, uh, we've, we've actually <laughs> received an email from you before, and uh, – I you know I appreciated the email and then here yeah, we are reaching out expressing interest it was good here we are Patreon rocking so Joe Schmo reach out again man because you've been around I don't know why you need the alias but I'm not going to question it oh I absolutely love you. I'm All cool right? with it you're you know, a good person Joe Schmo uh, thank you if that really is your name I'm sorry I didn't mean to be rude I truly just assumed that Joe Schmo was a fake name if it's real that's that just makes it even better. But, that really uh, just makes the situation good. Yeah, that was. That, those are our new patrons. So thank you thank all you very, all. very, very much. Mucho apreciado. It's true. And uh, on that same note, uh, just us being gone and stuff, we are going to be getting back onto the Patreon episodes as well. Those Absolutely. will be coming at you by next, uh, monthly, next week. as they always have. So we'll look be forward back. to that new stuff. Uh, there's a link below for the Patreon if you're not part of it yet. But still. Let's get on. Very true. With the disappearing right. places. Yeah, let's uh, let's move in. We we covered our bases here. Let's move into uh, Roanoke, shall we? Yeah. Oh, we're doing mine first. Yeah, mine mine honestly is going to be about four minutes. So oh, it's it's right. more of a topper at the end. It's really small. <laughs> some sprinkles for Roanoke. Yeah, it's just a little happiness. All right. So here we go. All right, the lost colony of Roanoke, right? In eighteen. Uh, no, already. Fucked up. See, I have performance anxiety. We, we haven't been doing Rewind. this for too long. In 1584. There it is. There it is. Uh, two ships sailed across the Atlantic to find a suitable place for the first English colony in America. I thought you said two shits rolled at first. And I, was I like, very well hilarious. may have. I'm just screwing up all over. <laughs> no, you didn't. That was just it's like two <laughs> shits. I was thinking of like a communal toilet with multiple. To- it's not the point what like, I was uh, thinking. What's the thing about Roanoke? Oh, you don't give two shits. Oh, but here's oh, the thing yes. I do. I want the deets. Oh, I there's want so the many more sentences deets. after that first one. All right, so uh, by mid-July, the two ships reached the Outer Banks, uh, which is a group of barrier islands along the east coast of North America, right? Some Represent. people might 
know about those. I didn't. I learned about them just now. The travelers met uh, the native people and were friendly with them, right? That's good. Uh, the Native Americans invited the travelers to their village on Roanoke Island. It's just a cool name, Roanoke. Like, I know there's something about that. It's got the, anything with that oak in it that yeah. isn't related to the tree or the type of wood. It's very different because you don't hear that like oak, yeah. okra. Even that, it's like, ooh, that's a cool word. Yeah. You know, it says like sonic pleasure. It's like, uh, it's like the word lacquer. Yeah, you know, it's for like, like wood finish, it's like, ooh, yeah. You don't even need you should, that. You is a, that say, is some top shelf you could vocabulary. Say, I'm gonna like, polish some wood, but with what? With lacquer, not polish. You know, that's the like, thing. Ooh, lacquer. It's like a firecracker of a word. That's how I feel about rowing oak. It's mostly the oak part of that. It's and like rowing oaks. It just rolls. It kind of sounds and like oaks. a retirement home. Row, rowing oaks or rolling oaks. If you like, I don't know if you hyperbolized a little bit more with it. You know what, Roanoke, it could be anything. Yeah. And it's, for that, I love it. Uh, So the Native Americans invited the travelers to Roanoke Island. Fantastic, right? After about a month, uh, the two ships were boarded once more and they headed back to England, right? Because this was just like a scouting mission. They're just like, let's go see if we find a cool place. Nice place to hold up. Hey, they found it, man. Well, it's not really a tropical island, but it's an island nonetheless. It's the east coast of America. It it is funny. We don't really have a special name for them. It's like, ooh, the tropical islands out south or out west. What about islands? Yeah, like up east. It's like, those are just fucking islands. Those are just accidents. We don't have anything else to say. It's land that's not big enough to be land, okay? (laughs) It's surrounded by the terrifying ocean. Uh, Upon returning... Uh, to England, that is. Uh, the man in charge, Walter Raleigh, had made his mind up to create a settlement uh, somewhere in the area from which they had just come, right? So he's like, all right, that that place was cool. I liked it there. Uh, he was also then knighted by Queen Elizabeth I, and the new land was to be named Virginia in Ooh. honor of the Virgin Queen. That makes sense. Right? Okay, I, I get that. So it's coming, it's coming all together. Uh, the next year, in 1585, seven ships departed from England with 600 men and enough provisions for about a year. God, just that is a cramped... I mean, these are not cruise ship-sized boats, okay? And you're cramming more than 100... Well, maybe a little bit less than 100 people per boat. That is not a fun journey. I wouldn't imagine, It's no. not fun. No. Uh, however, uh, when they reached the outer banks of their destination, they saw that the... Um, that navigating the island waters uh, was a bit more difficult than they uh, had experienced the first time, right? Uh, When one of the ships attempted to sail through one of the many inlets, uh, the bottom of the ship scraped a shoal. There's another word I learned. I had no idea what a shoal was. Let me take a guess. Because I'm actually not going to lie to you. I don't know what that is, so let me assume here. I'm not sure I remember either, but I think I might. Um, I'm picturing... A shawl is some type of a shawl. It's oh, a shawl. A shawl is like yeah. It's like isn't a that coat, like a blanket drapery for the the head? Or uh, something? So a shawl. A shawl. Uh, I'm thinking it's some type of root-like system in the water that perhaps uh, similar to that of algae that uh, can get entangled in uh, the rudders. Uh, I'm probably super incorrect in that, but that's my assumption. It's something in the water. You got that part. Okay. All um, right. I got about 10% of the definition. Yeah. <laughs> a 
couple of those words are in there. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it is just like the land coming up from the ocean floor that makes up the top of the island. But it's like, oh, you know, goodness. like it goes down and it goes out. So you're just like, oh, I can't see it. I'm going close to the island. Getting so shallow here. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. I see. I was I was thinking in the right direction, but I was thinking too generic. I wasn't getting specific. I do like the idea of algae just like grabbing a boat. Yeah, I've, you know. I guess it really wasn't that big of a problem back then because they didn't have motors. Yeah, so I heard you, you mention rudders. I was like, oh, I'll just let that go. They had to have. So I imagine they they could still get stuck on something, but I guess maybe not as often. Yeah, I feel like it'd be more like sandbars that you'd have to worry about than anything else. Yeah, or, or shoals. shoals. Yeah, or shoals. There you go. Not Doctor Shoals, not to be mistaken. But all right, so the ship uh, scraped a shoal and was nearly sunk. Uh, the boat did not end up sinking, but that particular boat was carrying the lion's share of the food and supplies that was now ruined and or uh, contaminated by the seawater. This caused the scope of the colony to uh, reduce drastically. Oh, so is that a nice way of saying a lot of people died? Basically. It, do- it reduced the scope of the people. No, a lot, it was just death. It was death is what you're saying. <laughs> Basically, dude, any, you imagine living back then, any minor inconvenience, it's like, oh, that's like 20% of all of us that are going to die. It's like, ah. Oh, like, God damn it, he stubbed his toe, just leave him. The corn gonna isn't swell. growing gonna... right, my kids are going to die. Guess I'll just start fresh next year, I don't know. Yeah, it's Oregon Trail sort of thing. Uh, let's see, where are, where are we going? Yeah, so about 100 men, uh, far less than originally planned, were to... Uh, be stationed at uh, Roanoke Island, and they were, who then, uh, with the native uh, people's permission, began constructing the colony of Roanoke. Nice. All right, so things are moving. We're cooking. Uh, This particular location was chosen for its strategic positioning. See, there was like like easy access to the ocean, right? But the barrier islands on the outer banks made made the colony like invisible to uh, Spanish patrol ships. Because basically these islands are just long pencil-like islands that, like, block the real land. Ooh. So there's just a bunch of them layered, and they're just like, let's go back a little bit. It's like, let's try this one. Let's back it up an inch. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they're invisible to Spanish patrol. Uh, there was a scheduled delivery of more supplies for the colonists before that winter, but unbeknownst to them, the queen had canceled the expedition due to what she felt were more pressing matters to deal with back in England. What exactly those are, maybe we'll find out later. I think we will. Perhaps. I have an idea we will. I mean, I guess I don't know entirely. I mean, yeah. who knows anything this year, you know. Uh, so, uh, so when the provisions did not arrive, right, the colonists had to rely on the generosity of the Native Americans. See, this kind of would have been perfect for Thanksgiving, but we kind of blew past that, too. Yeah, it all came so quickly. You know, it's just... It all just happened so fast. Take it as it comes, okay? Don't be upset. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, the natives were glad to assist them, but only had so much food and supplies for themselves, right? That's just how it works. It's like we only plan to feed ourselves. So, uh, and as winter set in, uh, and the colonists needed more and more uh, assistance and all that, uh, so too, uh, you know... Uh, the the tension was starting to grow between the two groups, right? All right, all right. And uh, there also uh, there was also a trend 
That was beginning to become clear to the natives. Each time uh, the colonists would go and visit the tribe members of, uh, of that, anytime they would go like visit a different tribe, right? Members of that tribe would become violently ill and die within days. So that sucks. Uh, you could cut the tension with a knife, right? Uh, eventually, the two leaders of the groups, Colonel uh, Governor Ralph Lane and Indian Chief Wagina, Wingina, Wingina. Uh, it's just wing and then <laughs> I-N-A. Shit, I don't know. Wingina? I feel like it's not that. I like to think it is. It, it makes me happy, okay? <laughs> just, okay. All right, well, That's what I want for Christmas this year. I want her name to be Wingina. I think it's... It's a guy too. It's damn it. It's <laughs> all right. All right. So Chief W, uh, it, it became they they Chief became Wiggum. yeah. So uh, Governor Ralph Lane and Chief Wiggum uh, became so suspicious of one another that uh, cohabitation was no longer an option. Right. Uh, so Wingina, I'm going to call him that. Wingina decided uh, to remove his people from the Roanoke Island. Right. So Lane did not trust this move, uh, believing that Wingina had formed an alliance with a neighboring tribe and were planning to launch an attack on the colony, right? Oh, yeah, that's Very... shit. You don't, you don't fuck with that. This is, this is like organized crime circa 1500. You don't fuck with these people. No, like yeah. You don't do backhanded deals with anyone. They'll you don't, man, you don't fuck with anyone. It's a universal thing. So just don't fuck with people, all right? Don't do it. Lane, he didn't trust it. And uh, uh, whether it was true or not, Lane and the colonists began taking preemptive measures, all right? So they're getting ready for something. They're getting ready for the all-out war that comes with the free raffle of a new iPod. That's actually nothing they're looking forward to. No, that's exactly what happened on June 1st of 1586. Realistically, they're yeah. looking forward to uh, not dying of anything. <laughs> but, you know, that doesn't happen. Oh, God. Looking forward to not dying. I'm just thinking about that now. Yeah, that's what a lot of people do, but I'll tell you this. Uh, it's not going to get you anywhere, because you're all going to die. Yeah, the more time you spend doing that, the less time you have to, to not die. Let it be known here first, all right? If no one told you this in your life, get ready. You, Santa's not, person uh, listening to this episode, oh. will die one day. I don't know how, when, or why, but it will happen. I'm sorry, I didn't want to break that news to you, but it's going to happen. Okay, so uh, one Englishman <laughs> chased down the uh, uh, one Englishman chased down and decapitated um, uh, Wingina. They make it seem uh, because like, <laughs> that sentence makes it seem so simple. But yeah. just the act of a man chasing another man to decapitate <laughs> him. Think of all the work <laughs> that goes into that. That is insane. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> so it wasn't just one guy going and doing this. Lane and his men made their way to the mainland village. And massacred all its people, the men, women, and children. Now that sounds like the English See, that's I the know. English way, uh, sadly. Uh, so one Englishman, like I said, he chased down and decapitated Wingina, uh, whose head was later impaled outside of fort, uh, a fort constructed in Roanoke. That's probably just a warning of some sort. Uh, so a week after this, a large English fleet stopped by the Outer Banks on its way back to England. And uh, given the lack of food and poor relations with the natives, it was decided that the colony was to be abandoned. And all the colonists were to return to England after 
only nine months there. Damn. I guess when you think of, I mean, yeah, on a grand scale, that's not long, but when you're living life, I mean, in 1,500, nine months is quite a while. You that's know? a big you, chunk of your life there. You got to, and especially when you take into account what was the travel time, it's probably six months round trip minimum. It might be. It minimum. Might, it, that sounds just awful. Like, that's, oh, that is a long-ass time. I mean, yeah, relatively speaking, now it's not. But, I mean, come on, give me, give me a break. You know, these, they didn't have a penicillin, you know? They didn't have yeah, anything. no one had discovered that yet. Some people need that. Some people need penicillin. Do you understand, Grant? I mean, I'm aware. Do you get it? Don't I you understand? Aware. I've never needed it, as far as I'm aware. But actually, I don't even really know what it does entirely, so I'm not even going to get into it. But people need it. I do know that. Yeah, we're a we're a pro penicillin podcast. They need pencil cases and penicillin. That's all they need. That's all you need in life. Uh, so right, so the uh, the friggin' colony was going to be abandoned after only nine months. However, uh, three individuals did not end up being taken back to England. They were unable to be located and were never seen again. So that's that's just a little thing. Uh, so the whole expedition was a failure, right? Uh, the colony was abandoned. Native uh, relations were ruined. The colonists never even... Uh, they didn't find any of the rumored deposits of gold that everyone was talking about over there. So despite this failure, however, a man named John White had the urge to return. Uh, White was a painter whose relation uh, to the discovery of Roanoke is a bit ambiguous, uh, but it is thought that he may have been part of the first, like, uh, he, he may have been, like, uh, at at least one of the two English voyages that were there at, at different points, you know? Mm-hmm. So who knows? He knew about it, though, and he wanted to go back. And uh, his idea was <laughs> like to... He's just a painter, and he's like... We like, need you know to go back. Yeah, let's, let's go back to that place. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> I think we... It's pretty cool. We, it, the job isn't done there, guys. We need to go... Like, just a painter. Can you imagine? Did they respect painters back then enough to, like, listen? Or was it just like, oh, there goes John again talking about that crazy village he wants to go back to? I feel like unless you're, like, a, a caricature artist for, like, the royalty, you weren't respected in England. Probably not. Probably yeah, not. probably not. You know? Uh, but so uh, his idea was to form a colony less as a military occupation and more as a village with women and children, uh, including his own pregnant daughter. So, oh, he just wanted a place to put her is what he wanted. <laughs> and, I mean, Maybe. No, oh, some stuff that might be supported later. Beating around the bush. This guy's just like, I got to hide my daughter. She's pregnant. No one can know. I got to put her somewhere. We need the colony back. It's like back in the day when like, just like in a private Catholic school, they get pregnant. They're like, are you going to go live in New Hampshire for a year with your aunt? Ashley and Jessica and Mary, and as a matter of fact, every woman in this school uh, is going to live with their rich aunt out west <laughs> for about a year. <laughs> then they'll all be back. It's like, yeah, we'll just say the kid's mine. Don't worry, honey. Oh, that sucks. All right. Uh, what was this? His idea, all this stuff, pregnant daughter. White convinced Raleigh and others to make uh, the second attempt in late spring of 1587 when three ships set sail for their new home in Roanoke governed by John White himself. Ooh. He was the governor now. He's moving on up from a painter to governor. Damn, that is quite the promotion. I'm not going to lie there to you. you. That is quite the jump. But uh, So after the original group of colonists who had 
uh, massacre the native uh, village had left Roanoke, there were a few fleets of English ships that had stopped uh, by the islands to see its progress and deliver food and supplies, you know, just checking in to see how it's going. Uh, one of these fleets, upon being uh, the colony, upon seeing the colony abandoned, right? So it was just gone. Uh, they uh, they decided to leave 15 men behind uh, to look after the location. White knew about these men right before they left. They were just like, all right, it was abandoned. Some people came by. They saw it was abandoned. They left some people there. We should be meeting them there when we get there, right? Yeah, okay. This is John White. However, uh, once the three ships unloaded all the colonists onto the island once they got there, they had to look around, and there was no sign of anyone, right? Fifteen men just gone. Uh, instead of white, dis- uh, he uh, he discovered a pile of bones, believed to belong to uh, one of the now-missing men. Damn. So there's just a pile of bones where these people should be. It's like, uh, kind of a- <laughs> what happened to the skin, boss? <laughs> I think we're meant to be led in a direction here. Uh, so uh, White suspected the native population uh, to be responsible for this, right? So after only a few no, days... No, you know it's not them. I'm sorry to interrupt. You know it's not them. They use every part of the animal. They wouldn't leave the bones. Well, maybe they, they use the bones... As a symbol. As a symbol, yeah. It's just... It was like a Joker card... You know, like how the <laughs> it's the genie's wish of using every part of like, the yeah, body. Like, like, you know, like the oh, cat burglar. But I'll like, do it in a stupid way. Like the cat burglars, they leave like a half smoked cigarette or like yeah, a something like, like a calling card. This was there, so just like leave the body, <laughs> leave the gun, take <laughs> the cannoli. Like, let's just waste this guy. All right. Uh, so yeah, fifty men are gone. Uh, three ships. Uh, white suspected the native people after only a few days on the island. Um. A colonist named George Howe. How? How? How, you say? How? How, you say? He was attacked, but how was he attacked? No, how was attacked uh, by Native Americans. Uh, uh, He was pierced with 16 arrows. Holy shit. (laughs) And bludgeoned with a piece of wood. Oh, the bludgeoning Uh, seems like overkill. Oh, yeah, dude, caving in his skull. He had a caved-in skull with 16 fucking piercings. Damn, that is brutal. I love that shit. So... Uh, this was a message. He had it coming. This, it was a message that the English were no longer welcome in, on Roanoke, right? We don't want you here, says the native people. Uh, but the colony was uh, not without its ally. So during the first scouting mission to Roanoke, so the very at the very beginning, the first one where they were like, oh, let's go try to find a cool place to to set up shop, right? So during the first scouting mission to Roanoke, the explorers befriended and took um, two Native Americans back to England with them, named Juan Cheesy, or Juan Cheese. Juan Cheese, <laughs> yes. Juan Cheesy. And, uh, Juan Cheesy, Juan No Cheesy. <laughs> That'd be yeah, great. Yes, They're the, brothers. The burger order. They're brothers. Yeah. So, <laughs> so and then Juan the youngest cheesy. brother, he was adopted. No onion. This is a little bit more on the nose. (laughs) And there was another one named Manteo. All right. So one cheesy and Manteo. We got one cheesy, one Manteo. What's uh, what's your order? No Manteos. Oh, these are children, you say? Oh, my goodness. Oh, good Lord. What kind of restaurant is this? Uh, So one cheesy (laughs) was uh, returned... Uh, he, he returned to the North America, right? He he, uh, he returned with nothing but disgust and disdain. 
for uh, for the English culture, basically. Because what they did, uh, they they took him, right? They took him back to England to you know get a get a feel for the culture. He did it with Manteo too. But so Juan Cheesy hated it. They, he just hated all everything they had to do uh, going on and uh, friggin' they're foreign invaders. So says Juan Cheesy. While Mateo, uh, he was very friendly and curious with the culture. And after finding a pile of bones on Roanoke, White consulted the Croatoan tribe, uh, who confirmed that they were uh, they were held with disdain on Roanoke, and uh, the attack on the fifteen men were uh, that were stationed there was uh, spearheaded by none other than Juan Cheesy. One cheesy's like fucking fucking shit up. Not the cheesy one. Yeah, the Croatoan, by the way, Mante was a part of that tribe. So they, that was their allies on, on Roanoke, or in the general area. Extra pickle. <laughs> it doesn't even... <laughs> hold the cheese, hold the lettuce. Uh, so what do we got? What do we got? The ships. The ships the colony had sailed in on. Uh, remained anchored outside of the Outer Banks. I thought you were, they're gone, too. <laughs> like, what the they're fuck? They're fucking gone. They're this gone. Is, <laughs> this is the most backwards game of Clue I've ever played. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> so, all right, so the ships, the colony sailed in on. They're still there. They're in the Outer Banks uh, for the first month or so, and they were planning to return to England, right? So anxieties grew uh, throughout the colony regarding not only the outside threat of Native American attacks, but the food supplies, right? They're running out. Uh, the colonists urged John White to return to England with the ship's crew uh, to get them more supplies for the coming winter, right? Uh-huh. So White was hesitant to leave for many reasons, but none more pressing than the fact that his daughter had just given birth to her daughter, Virginia. Right? Nice. Yeah, we got Virginia in the New Virginia. World. Yeah, you know I'm it, it might be. Fun with it honestly today. might be. It's the guys. You got to cut me some slack out there. This is the the post COVID uh, mental breakdowns over. Like I'm free. <laughs> Grant doesn't know how to be around people anymore. I have socialization <laughs> back in my life. Like I I was out to dinner the other day. Like what oh, the fuck? Shit. It's all backwards. It's crazy. So I'm I'm firing on a couple different cylinders. No, so I you understand. Gotta, I understand, dude. Give me some time. Since we start, since we didn't do it for two weeks, I think. Me talking right now, even only at this point in the podcast, is the most I've talked since we did our last episode. Yeah, honestly, me too. I don't speak very much. I've really been uh, just playing Secret Neighbor with uh, Georgie. It, yeah, dude, that <laughs> game is awesome. And uh, well, and the other Matt too. We uh, the three of us, we've been playing Secret Neighbor. It's so stupidly yeah, I've good. I've gotten in on some of those. It's it is a good game. Yeah, you were the neighbor, and you were <laughs> you were killing people. You killed. That's what you do when you're the neighbor. You kill people. <laughs> Yeah, you did. You got my ass good too. That's irrelevant Son of a though. Bitch. Anyway, secret neighbor. Uh, is it, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about the lore of uh, secret neighbor. Uh, it really kind of all ties back into Roanoke here. It doesn't. Oh but, yeah, I was gonna, are you gonna do it? No, I, I, no, 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 no. Ridiculous. <laughs> Don't be insane. Ridiculous. All these cylinders being fired on. No, that that game is a little bit more closely related to the Franklin cover-up series, I would imagine, than Roanoke. Yeah, he's just, he's just taking kids. Yeah, it's really just about a creepy, mustached old man that has to hunt down children. For some reason, the children are not trying to escape 
the basement. They're trying to get into the basement. Yeah, of the you gotta house. get key cards and watch gears and stuff. Put stuff together. It's really strange, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 got some rapey trying, undertones trying to, to kill it. You. Uh, Roanoke, not so much. Uh, we'll go back to that. Oh, that was a yeah. nice secret neighbor plug. I'm not even getting paid <laughs> by these people, okay? Odds are we're on it. Just There's not many people on that server. Just go on and play. You'll probably be in a game of this. Hell yeah. If you fire uh, that up, look for a handicapped peach. That's me. You'll and, find and me. look for, yeah, that'll happen. And it'll, you'll be like, me. I know these guys, and we're going to totally fuck you up if we're the neighbor. Oh, it's true. We're going to kill you. But... Uh, so, uh, did, uh, you're gonna die? No, that's not what you want. Same thing, John White thought about his daughter and his, his grandchild now, right? Was that a good segue? Oh, yeah, yeah, Was that, that a good segue back into it? It does. The Virginia's man. here. It's not the cheese man, but it's getting there. No, yes, of course. Uh, so, but he was eventually persuaded, uh, in the late August of 1587, uh, to go back, right? So White set sail back to England for the provisions that they so desperately needed. So when White returned to England, he was met with a country at war. So this was uh, the reason they didn't really have any provisions going on. Uh, the, the country's at war. The Queen had banned any English ships to leave the country until the threat of Spanish invasion had passed. Mm. And you know what? Uh, White... Despite his uh, best diplomatic efforts, he was unable to leave England for three years. Damn. So he just left this colony saying he was like, yeah, I'm going to run to the store. And he just never returned uh, like a deadbeat dad. Yeah, he went to get a pack of smokes and never came back. Yeah, corner store, England at war. Either way, uh, so it wasn't until 1590, uh, with the help of Walter Raleigh, that White was able to book a convoy uh, for passage to America. So we're coming back after three years. Upon arriving at the Outer Banks, there appeared to be plumes of smoke emanating from the island. Never a good sign unless it's a campfire. That's fun. Uh, nourishing. So, uh, two small boats were quickly dispatched to investigate the ships. Uh, and the ships fired their cannons, right, uh, to make their presence known. I guess that's an etiquette thing. Uh, the crew witnessed a great fire in the distance, according to the reports, and once ashore, they made their way uh, from the east shore to the west, uh, which was not that big of a trek. Like I said, these are very thin islands, right? So they went from the east shore to the west, uh, where they discovered a fresh set of footprints. Who these footprints belong to, maybe. The crew then made their way north, uh, where they discovered a tree with the letters... C-R-O carved into its trunk. C-R-O. C-R-O. What, could that, what could that mean? Uh, okay, this is where is my time to shine. Uh, C-R-O, uh, this is Crocodile rodent ointment. Um, okay, okay. Carefree, ridiculous ostrich. Um, <laughs> chopping relative op- orphans. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> um, 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 um coagulated red penis um that's no there's no oh, p <laughs> uh coagulated red orifice maybe um octopus, octopus. um 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 keep it going uh cock rod uh, fuck cock rod outside and that one doesn't work outside. <laughs> um uh children are Oh, outrageous using, using text lingo with the r um 
All right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so that was carved into a trunk, right? Trunk of a tree. Oh, it was carved. Carving. <laughs> this changes the whole it thing. It does. Carving C-R-O. really oblong. That's That might be what it means. Okay, so when they came to the entrance of the colony, <laughs> after they saw this, uh, they discovered a second, more complete inscription. What do you think it said? Um, um, uh, it said Croatoan. No, it said... Uh, <laughs> it no, said... No. Uh, it's Croatoan. It said Crochet. Uh, they're fans of the arts. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. What's, what's going on over there? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know, man. All right, so the inscription Croatoan, which, if you remember, was the uh, tribe of uh, Manteo, right? And they were an ally, right, of these people. So this was found on the outside of the defensive barriers that were not there uh, when White had left, right? So they, they had since put up these barriers after he left, and they're, they're there, and they say Croatoan. Great. Great. Fantastic. Inside of the colony, nothing. There was nothing there. Uh, plants had grown over everything, and the structures had been, in quotes, taken down, because that came from a letter uh, from him. And all of the uh, valuables had been stripped from the inside. All that remained of the colony were some iron bars, some cannons, and bare structures. And there was no sign of the nearly 115 colonists, nor of their boats. Lots of people gone, including boats. Leads you to believe maybe they sailed away. I don't know. Apparently, yeah, it's like that uh, stick song. You know, they just heard that for the first sail time. Away. And they were but like, "It's with me. You gotta be there." They were like, "You know what? This guy Dennis DeYoung, he's making some good points here. <laughs> he's making some real good points. I'm thinking to take him up on his yeah. offer." Yeah, they all the guys traveled. in sticks, their faces don't look at all like the sides of trees. Mm, Not at yeah. all. No. Not at all. But uh, so apparently the inscription that we talked about earlier, you might be right here. Let's see. Uh, The inscription found on the tree and defensive wall were part of a plan that White and the colonists had supposedly drawn up before he left. Right. In the case that the colonists uh, needed to evacuate the colony, they were to leave a note of some sort indicating where they had gone off to. Okay, so this is a good plan, I'd say. They hit Um, the ATM at the strip club. Exactly. And they they couldn't come back for the boats because because uh, the surcharge was too too much. And I mean, they couldn't yeah. afford boat maintenance. Duh, surcharge I mean, of like nine dollars. What are you what gonna get a lap dance or a boat? Like it's fucking obvious. You can right? only get one. You can only <laughs> choose one. You can only have one of those two. It things. will affect the trajectory of your life for the next thirty years. So pick wisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, in addition uh, to this, a cross was uh, to be added if they, uh, if, ugh, burp, it's good to be back. Um, if a cross was to be paired with the inscription, if they were uh, uh, forced out by a threatening force, right? But if not, it was just like, ah, we decided to leave. So, uh, given that there was no cross paired with the inscription left behind, White and his confidant, White was confident that the people were safely on the island of Croatoan, where, you know, uh, the tribe was. Yeah, so they say, I don't believe that's what that that etching was. Which one did you do? Crab Rangoon Outdoors. <laughs> it's the new restaurant. I like, I like that one, all right. Um, okay, so oh, upon realizing... Uh, you know, that they're on Croatoan, and there, it wasn't like a, a lethal thing. There was no cross. 
He was like, oh, my God, i got to go over there. So uh, he quickly, uh, this is uh, John White, right? So uh, he quickly uh, went back to the ship and convinced the captain to sail to the nearby island. But as they were lifting the anchor, the line snapped. Oh. And that's never good. That's like it's like the brake line breaking or something, right? God, yeah, you're just like there, like well, it's like well, I don't have a way to stop this ship. You really can't stop until the boat crashes or water stops moving. So you're gonna you, <laughs> which one of those things do you think is gonna happen first? Yeah, right? I don't yeah. know. You'd have to find out. I guess so. So the uh, captain thought it was too dangerous to continue in the treacherous waters, given the circumstance, and the ship sailed back to England. So they went all the way over there. They're like, oh my god, I know where they are. I have to go see them. They're like, no, we have to go all the way across the ocean again. Mm Because we don't have an anchor. Mm -hmm. And I guess we're just going to deal with that fact when we're back in England. Okay. Uh, So they leave uh, the true fate of the colonists undiscovered. So, all right, 20 years later. This is crazy. There's just so many time gaps. They just don't go back. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, 20 years later, as Jamestown was become, was being constructed by Governor John Smith, uh, he told he was told by Chief Powhatan, Powhatan, maybe Powhatan? Peloton, the new workout thing? No, there's no L, oh. but he was probably in great shape. Okay. Okay, so Chief Powhatan, 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 yeah, Powhatan, I'm going to go with that. Uh, so John Smith was told by Chief Powhatan of a place where men were wearing European clothing. And it, it, of it, a so, place. <laughs> there is a place in the world like, where they no. wear European clothing. That's insane. You, <laughs> you're, you're, you're blowing dead. my you're, mind, Powhatan. You're being crazy. Oh, God. So on, uh, on a later map that John Smith drew up uh, of the territory, he marked his location. He, he marked this location that, you know, uh, Bowatan had told him about uh, with the annotation, Here remaineth four men clothed that came from Runak to Oshakahan. There was so many, like, spelling errors. I think they just kind of made, like, it just wrote it, wrote it down how it might sound. I don't know. Like, remaineth is R-E-M-A-Y-N-E-W-T-H. Yeah, that Remain-uth. they did not have Microsoft spell check at Remain-uth. that point. Um, he might have done well with a, an English course, but I mean, I you feel know, like it was still in development. Historically, at this point, it didn't really matter. Oh yeah, this is no slight against him. I'm just like, wow. He, yeah, it's you just know. one of those. So anyway, uh, he marked the place where. Uh, Powhatan told him that these people were in English clothing were clothing were with this uh, with this great annotation on the map, right? So, however, uh, this uh, this lead was never followed up, and there was no further information about this particular claim. So that just kind of died in the water, right there. A full century later, so we're just skipping around. Uh, a, a full century later, in 1701, uh, English explorer John Lawson made contact with the Haturas. Haturas. Haturas tribe. It's Pederas, Walter. It's Pederas. That's the first thing I thought of. But Pederas, <laughs> Walter. Haturas, I believe. Haturas tribe. The tribe inhabited the same islands as the Croatoans. Right? So isn't that interesting? That's where they said it went. That's where they said all the colonists went. Maybe there's a lead here. But the island was entirely uh, 
it, it entirely was discovered um, and was now uh, known as Heteras. So I, I guess it was just taken over by a different tribe by the time. This happened in 1701. Uh, these people claimed to have had ancestors with white skin, and they were able to read. This is a very large clue, I'd say. Uh, they also claimed that their ancestors had gray eyes, and were. this was due to the ghost ships of Walter Raleigh. So this guy who first came here and was, like, fucking shit up in Roanoke, he was just, they have ghost stories about this guy. He is a folklore man. He is he's, he's the, the subject of stories. Hey, man, that's... That's kind of how these stories go. It's, uh, Sometimes you're the subject. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, they, they were just like, they have gray eyes. It was because of the ghost shifts of Walter Raleigh. Lawson was then convinced that the colonists coexisted with the Hatteras uh, until their inevitable deaths. Right? So nothing new was uncovered regarding the disappearance of the the disappearance for hundreds of years uh, after this. And in the late 1930s, this is when something else comes comes up. Ugh. Okay. So, when a series of stones were discovered, right? These stones had what appeared to be messages from none other than John White's daughter, Eleanor Dere. D-E-R-E. Dere. I'm going to say that. Uh, Eleanor Dere. Unfortunately, most of these stones were proven to be a hoax. All but one, actually. This particular stone was... Uh, it was uh, it was ideal for carving messages, basically, uh, into uh, and the carvings themselves appeared to be worn with a uh, with the proper age, as opposed to the hoax stones sporting you know obviously new markings. So it looked right. Carbon dating, they didn't have that, I don't think. But if you did it on it, it might be legitimate. The stone. Uh, was It detailed Eleanor's tragic experience of watching her husband and daughter die in the midst of an attack by the native tribe of Roanoke. Ooh. Just a stone with a harrowing story. So though, again, uh, none of the evidence uh, was without speculation, but uh, and even later excavations of this area did little to tell what the colonist's story outside of what was already speculated, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is until 2011. Uh-oh. We're right up to the present, dude. Double phallic numbers, you know it's a good year. <laughs> is that true? I don't know. Is that so? <laughs> All right, so in uh, 2011, maps of the area. Uh, maps? <laughs> maps. Existed. We're going to get into maps. You like uh, the study of cartography. What does the blue mean <laughs> Oh, you don't have a cardiograph? I believe the blue is the land, and the other things are <laughs> the water. The brown and green represent, you know, sand and algae in the water. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So in 2011, uh, maps of the area from the 16th and 17th centuries were being examined. Okay? So when one researcher noticed and decided to look into the patches that were pasted over certain areas of the map drawn by John White himself. Okay? So these patches were put on there. These patches were often used in old-timing map-making to, you know, make minor corrections and were often blown off and, like, looked past by researchers, you know. So they're just like, ah, it was just a correction. However, there was a patch over a little bit of land near Roanoke. Isn't that interesting? Uh Uh So, 
it was carefully examined, as you, like you do. Okay, uh, what was found underneath was a four-pointed star, and what do you think this means? It's a typical representation of a fort, classic uh, fort symbol, oh. fort symbology. Do you know anything of fort symbology, Grant? I remember in like eighth grade, I did do that popsicle stick fort project. Um, that's all I really know about forts. <laughs> okay, um, all right. And ones made, we used to push the couch out a little bit. Yeah. And then we'd open the window and like put the blanket in the window. Then you'd close it and it stays and it makes like a little roof. And uh, that was oh. a fort, you know. No, yeah, I like I. You got way more involved in it than I ever did. I yeah. would usually just prop up a blanket with chairs. No, that was, this is my knowledge of a fort. I, the wow. only image I have of a fort is uh, sitting in said couch fort uh, eating peeps uh, as a child. <laughs> I remember that vividly. The greatest candy. I That's that's my knowledge of forts. Okay, all right. Well, and four-pointed stars. Okay. Right here. The ink, it was underneath this this thing, right? So the ink of the star uh, matches the ink of the rest of the map, uh, including the corrective patches, leading researchers to believe that this was this fort was drawn and concealed by White himself. Okay. So even stranger, a small star surrounding the two squares, uh, s- surrounded by two squares uh, with an X through them, was drawn over the location, as well, in invisible ink. They had that back then, I guess. Invisible ink. Isn't that some sort of lemon juice trick? It's like something? lemon juice and urine or something? Ooh, yeah, pee. Pee. So, uh, yeah, invisible ink was present. Isn't that crazy? This mainland location that was covered up 50 miles from Roanoke became known as Site X and was excavated as as well. This is like uh, a real-life national trip. Yeah, it's crazy. You're just looking for shit. And, uh, uh, you know, what's funny is the, these are the last... Uh, five words of of this story but to still no avail so we have no fucking idea what happened to these this whole tragic thing going on maybe or maybe they lived happily ever after with native people who knows i don't know what happened to these people but i don't think anyone's ever gonna find out for sure um and yeah i mean that's kind of that's that's the interesting thing about these uh disappearing I don't even know. I'm going to call them vanishing villages for the purposes Ooh, of us. yes. Alliteration. Uh, it, it makes more sense because I don't really know how to say, like, a disappearing town. That doesn't sound as interesting. A ghost town. A vanishing village. Um, there, There's so many factors that can affect uh, why people live in a certain area. I mean... Some people just like being by the water. Exactly. So you never know. Uh, and that, like, I have another story. Actually, I'll... I'll just go right into this because then we go can compare the two separations. Uh, this one, but it, first, go I'm on. Sorry, go wouldn't on. you guys have been pissed if that was our Halloween story? Uh, would maybe. you have been pissed? Because I would have been pissed. I mean, I'd have been okay with it, but I mean, you know, I mean, for me, I'm all about Halloween like all the time, so I don't care. But no, that is true. Me it, too, as well. But you it know, worked out for our for us a lot better that we did it this way. You know what? We just we have it. It's it's talked about right now. You're listening to it. You right there. Yeah, I see you. Yeah, yeah. We, we're looking at you. Hey. We're going to travel... Look behind you. Oh, slightly north, and we're going to go to Michigan. Okay, we're going to Michigan. Yep. But I guess that's slightly west, possibly northwest. It's northwest to where we just were. It's exactly north from where we are now. Yeah, um, we're going to Michigan. Mitten. Um, 
1874, a man named George Cheney, uh, spelled the same way as Dick Cheney, as a matter of fact, no relation to those far as I'm aware. He shot his friend. Uh, George Cheney in 1874, he established uh, what would be an, a stop on the railroad uh, in between the Michigan Central Railroad stops of Gaylord and Jackson. So these okay. two larger towns in Michigan at the time, he was building a spot in the middle of them that would act as a train stop slash little town, perhaps, maybe. Just a, a rest stop of a town. Uh, after three years, the town fucking boomed. It exploded. Uh, they had two sawmills, a hotel, doctor's offices, a post office. They had everything. Oh, I thought it was like a lethal explosion. Okay. No, they were huge. Uh, they were at their peak uh, roughly around 1,500 citizens. Some numbers say 1,800, some say 13. We're going to go with 15 for that nice middle ground. Right. Damn in the middle. So by no means a large town, but uh, by the year of 1917, that population was down to 18. And 18 people? 18 people. What, what happened? And what? You can't just say Well, I know, I know. I, I don't want to I don't want to spoil the surprise, okay, yet, right, you know. Okay, right, yeah. Um 18. So I'll tell you the the facts first. In 1893, they had an outbreak of diphtheria. That's not good. Okay. So for those of you that don't know what diphtheria is, it's a bacterial infection. And it is often identified by thick, slimy membrane that sticks and covers your throat. So it's essentially a really bad cough with deep mucus growth. It's not good. Um, Probably satisfying to cough that up sometimes, though. Probably. Nowadays, it's no issue. I mean, we have vaccines for it. It's not an issue anymore. Yeah, you just drink some clean water and banana, you're probably fine. But uh, at this time... There were no vaccines. So in 1893, uh, it really kind of caused some issues. It was like, oh, this is not good. People were dying. Oh, no, what's going to happen? Just like now. 1893, it is estimated that they lost about half of their population. They were roughly down to about seven to 800 people. Uh, there was still a town. Everything was functioning. It was uh, Sadly, a lot of children died because they had no medicine and they were... Uh, immuno weak or yeah. their immune systems were not strong enough to withstand the diphtheria. Yeah, and just as they thought they were getting out, they were going to pull through Parachaney. I'm sorry, I guess I never said that. The town is called Parachaney. Parachaney. P E R E space Chaney. Uh, Parachaney. 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 Uh, yeah. Sorry, I should have said that at the beginning. No, it's totally fine. But so, in 1897, uh, four years after the diphtheria outbreak, uh, it comes back. And it this time, it wipes everybody out. Uh, by the end of 1899, there were only 25 people living in the town. Um, Jesus. Now... Is that enough to even run, like, the train station that is the whole reason they're there? Kind of like, no, because kind well, of no. <laughs> in 1917 is uh, officially when they shut down. That was when they were at their low point of 18 uh, surviving residents. Yeah, that is when uh, all of the businesses were officially closed. The train station was stopped, and the nail in the coffin for them was the post office left. 
Uh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, back in the day, that was how you knew you were a town. Yeah, basically. So, yeah. How good was the looting for those 18 people, though? Yeah, you honestly. Know, that's pretty cool. So what happened here? We History would tell us, uh, realistically, this was in the 1800s. Uh, they were a train stop. People come and go off the train, and one of them or multiple people brought in a disease that the town just could not fend off, and it ended up killing everyone. That is what most historians would say happened. That's what they want you to believe. Now, however, this gets a little bit more spooky, because in the year 1891, I want this to be known, there are no official records of this happening. Uh, You have to keep into account, even though I call this a town, it was a very small town. It was like a road with... A couple buildings? Yeah. Um, so what happened here is the legend goes that there was a woman who had a child out of wedlock in Parachaney. Um, she was a young woman, a uh, member of the town, and the town did not like it. I mean, it was the 1890s. They were not happy about this floozy walking around with a baby, and she wasn't married. Give her a scarlet letter. So the story goes that they exiled her from the town. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, and the story goes. No, they had exiling in America. <laughs> the story goes that this woman was banished from the town, and on her way to one of the neighboring towns, her child died in the wilderness on the walk there, and this led people to believe that she became. Some type of vengeful woman and placed a <laughs> oh, curse really? upon the city or town of Parachaney. Now she's a witch? That is what is believed. Oh, man. And it, the reason it's believed is because whatever you believe, f- fast forward to now, it is a ghost town. Some of the buildings and structures are still there. Uh, the only thing that is actually pretty much visible uh, to human eyes is the cemetery. The Parachaney Cemetery is still operational. Nice. Uh, No one has been buried there in over 100 years. However, uh, it has become a huge, you know, destination for ghost hunters, things of that nature, because, you know, it's a disappearing town. Do you know if, like, the cemetery is still, like, kempt? No. No? Oh, no, no, All right, well, that makes it it scarier. It is only accessible with... uh, at least according to what I was reading, I could not find any pictures of it that were more or recent. Uh, I mean, 21st century yeah, recent. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's some pictures from the 80s, uh, but that's about it. Um, it's probably just a field now where you're going to stub your toe in the tall grass. They, like, yeah, it, it is said uh, that the only way to get to the cemetery is uh, it's about a mile off of the main road through thick woods and brush. And it's recommended that you have an ATV to get there because yeah, walking is impossible. Yeah, kid's going to die and you're going to have to do another curse. Um, and the, the reason that the witch is to be believed by some people in the surrounding towns is because there is an abundance of ghostly apparitions, voices, stories, really? legends, and orbs that surround the town of Parachaney even to this day. Fucking jeez. Parachaney was rated the number two most haunted town in the Midwest in 2010. What? <laughs> What's the first? Uh, honestly, I don't know. But it, well, either way, that's a high... It did make it to number the, one. That's high price. But uh, 
it did it made a name for itself in the ghost community the ghost hunting community yeah, i should God say damn. uh for it being so secluded it it's really everything you want it's an abandoned ghost town that you can't get to in a car and everyone that lived there got sick and died pretty much and there's lore behind it with dead kids and witches and curses and fucking cemeteries it's everything you're looking for. I found on Reddit, um, I, the only reason I bring this up is I feel it's credible, because I've actually read it in a couple news articles as well. No, I like the transparency here. Uh, like, I got it from Reddit, but let's hear it out. No, I did. There was a thread about a group of amateur ghost hunters that went to the Parachaney Cemetery in 2009, and they were actually chased off of the land by a masked man with a shotgun. Holy shit. Um, no one technically owns the land as far as Michigan is concerned because it's just state property. Uh, so that really kind of raised some eyebrows as to why there was a masked individual shooting at people in the cemetery. But it was reported by, uh, newspapers in Detroit and, uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, believe it or not. I don't know why that one, but maybe they felt, maybe they felt the... I don't know, the, the closeness resembled yeah, yeah, they them. they were just like, hey, this will be something for the paper. But yeah, there were uh, stories of people hearing gunshots and uh, people talking to the news actually about being chased off of the cemetery with a shotgun. Dude, the first vision I have is just the Zodiac when he's wearing that fucking bag on his head. Yeah, a little bit. And like he always has a different gun. Maybe he switched to shotguns in his later dates. You never know. Maybe Who he's knows? Around. He's always changing his story. Uh, I mean, it, it's funny because it's one of those stories that I I feel like you really need to go to Michigan to a surrounding town to yeah. actually learn about this. Do you want to do that one one weekend? I would not mind. You know, just like yeah, get a motel or something, but like just go to diners and like, hey, have you heard something about this? Yeah, because it's this weird. Place? Uh, when you on. really try to look it up, I mean, you'll get the generic story, but they don't go into anything too specific because there's really no records or anything like this but But we just have to find the right waitress or loner who walks through the towns you got to hear it word of mouth like from the legend but it's an interesting story nonetheless and i feel that it can be relative to roanoke because i mean it's like we pretty much kind of know what happened but there is some weird shit about it right you know it's like yeah, they were there. We don't really know where they went, but there's some heavy indications that people might be somewhere else. And then there's this map that might just be a correction, but also maybe he's hiding something. Who knows? We haven't gone there and excavated. And then we got this place. It's like, yeah, well, everyone's dead, but now there's like ghosts. And now there's this story about a dead kid and his vengeful mom. Yeah. And like it's, 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 it's weird. It is, it you know is. what happened, but you really have no idea. It's weird because, to me, I feel that they can almost be answered in the same way Roanoke and Parachaney, where it's like, maybe it's it truly is as simple as outside people come into the area and bring some type of disease that yep. maybe doesn't kill people, but debilitates them or makes them ill enough to the point where people that didn't get sick leave because of the illness yeah. and the people that get sick eventually die from it and but like, like i said the round trip from england to roanoke it's gonna take a good amount of time you could pack up i would leave. say probably at very least a month 
back oh, then. Yeah. But and I, I mean, would imagine like three. Maybe. You could straight up pack and leave your stuff and be gone for six weeks before they get back. So, yeah. it. I mean, it could be as simple as that. Or, who knows? Or... Maybe both of these places share some type of cursed land. Maybe the land has something to say yeah. about it. I don't know. Maybe it's just two stories of people being somewhere they shouldn't have been. That is and for just the, the listeners know, to decide. Yeah, it really is. Maybe give us some insights on what you think at startacult at gmail.com. Absolutely. Do it. Email us. But yeah, these, uh, these are the vanishing villages. I like that. I, I very much like these. Oh yeah. Um, I like things that disappear because it's very strange. <laughs> and you don't got to deal with them anymore. You yeah, know? they're gone they're and gone. they're interesting because it's nothing but well, it could have been. It's just know? a sense of wonder that they inspire now. It's like what could have been? Who knows? But it is. It's weird. I don't know. It's weird that these things happen. But again, I mean, I think realistically, if you look at this from a standpoint. I don't know, like put it in a 2020 perspective with the knowledge we have of today. Like the the adage or the year? The year. Oh. It's very easy to see why these places could be abandoned because in the case of Roanoke, it's it's a thing of, well, they had land and then new people come in and maybe out of either fear or mistrust for these newcomers – it was easier to leave and just start something new where they didn't know where you were. Or, you know, it could yeah. be more sinister. It could be something along the lines of perhaps, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a Bigfoot or something killing people. Maybe there's a Bigfoot killing people. I don't know. I really don't. But it's like if uh, if the studio... If if the studio was Roanoke and I was a Native American, you getting sick this past two weeks... That would, yeah. be, that would be you being Europe coming in just like, hey, let's let's take all your resources, let's get sick. And I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, I'm going to my house. Pretty much. You know? I mean, Which is just a neighboring island of Croatoan. It's kind of the way I, I see it. It's like, I w- in, if I was in Roanoke when the white devil shows up, I'd be getting the fuck out of there as soon as they left. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, That's just me. But, I mean, th- again, that's 2020 knowledge. It's like... I know what these motherfuckers are capable of doing and what they will do. So I'm going to get out of here before they can do that. <laughs> Lots of stuff going on. Uh, I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean... Who friggin' knows? Especially now, it's funny that you really... I don't know, it's, before this, you never really put these things into proper perspective about disease. But uh, disease is a real killer. Uh, like, no joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we're living through the pandemic right now, and I mean... I know there's people out there that don't believe it and stuff, and it's like, hey, you believe what you want, but at the end of the day, it is a virus that has and will kill people. So it's like, if we're living now with the medicine we have, can you imagine something like this happening fucking 400 years ago? They were immediately dead. Before they even figured out what caused it, they, they were didn't even dead. know what germs were, dude. They had their hands all over these people, these very sick people's like faces when they died. They're like kissing them, fucking cleaning out their noses with their fingers and eating it. They're just yeah. they're just gonna be dead. Yeah, it's they don't know anything about germs. It makes sense uh, when you really look at it and think about it. It's like, oh, I definitely see how smallpox killed a lot of people. Ah, uh, yes. Because uh, yeah, it's fucking doing that shit now, and we have like smartphones. Yeah, yeah. The only kind of pox you want are chicken. Even then. I guess, yeah, I guess. Is chicken pox, like, lethal? Like, is that, like, a thing? Do people? I'm pretty sure it's not. 
Yeah, but you I know, mean, shingles can be. Oh, of course. But I actually, uh, I've heard of people that like have gotten shingles and then gotten over it and gotten it again. So really, yeah, I I feel like that. I I don't know. I feel, I feel like chicken pox is okay because they uh they used to throw like the pox parties and shit where it was like. So come come get your, your kids, kids sick. get them out of the way give so they a, don't get shingles. Yeah, give them a one-week vacation where they just itch a bit and fucking, yeah. I I never Wait, had chicken didn't pox. They, what? No, I didn't. Dude, that's crazy. I had it when I was like four, I no, think. I'm going to have they, shingles one day. Just dude, watch. that's fucked. Get the shot. I think I did. You did? Nice. I was going to say wait till you're 60 so it's free, but. I think I, maybe I, I didn't. I, I got I had to get, like, vaccinated when I turned 18 and then again when I went to college. Because that was a weird year. They made me, like, get vaccines for high school. And I was like, cool. And then the next year I was, like, going to college. You're like, you have to update these. Like, I just fucking like, did Is them. it good to keep putting these things in there you're so like, often? I just fucking did them. They're like, you did hepatitis A, B, and C. You need to do D, E, and F. It's like, I didn't know that existed. There are 23 other letters in the alphabet, Grant. But, All of them are hepatitis. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's definitely it's definitely something that uh, I think could have played a factor in both of these things. Yeah, hey uh, of course, potential yeah. disease or things of that nature that you know will kill people. Just Shit a like lot that. of a lot of mystery around it, but really, it's it's all pretty clear. It is. It's clear like cellophane wrap. Speaking oh, of it, oh, yes. that is a wrap on the episode. Damn, that was. See, I need to get. Is uh, I need to get good with the. Uh, the segues. It just happened. That was beautiful. Really that was masterful. Came. But uh, yeah, we we uh, we are starting a cult. This is the disappearing. Uh, fucking, I don't know. You call it whatever you want. I don't know what to call. I don't know. Shit. We'll figure it out. We're gonna stop this. Mass evictions or something. Mass I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's some weird shit that I'm unaware of. But uh. Yeah, we're back. This uh Yeah, we're back uh entirely. If I'm not mistaken, I believe this is episode 90. Is it? If I if I'm correct, I think. Oh my god. I don't know, every, I do this every fucking week. I'm like, what episode is this? I should just write it down, but I don't. I, I just do. go I just yeah, I just go on my phone and check it out and uh, um, and then we do it. But yeah, so we are slowly even if this is not 90, which I'm pretty sure it is. Might be 90. We are slowly creeping up to the 100th episode. That will take place in 2021. Yeah, the triple digits. Um, If my math is correct, somewhere around the end of February, potentially the beginning of March, will be the 100th episode. Oh, good lord. So stay tuned for that. There will be some cool stuff where uh, we got some cool ideas and we got some time to get them done. So It's true. We uh, definitely are planning something cool for that, but in the meantime, we're going to have nine more episodes in the middle that will just fill your heart with joy and wonder and confusion, and that's what yeah. you want from us. That is if you like what we talk about and us as people. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, just from what you maybe gain from hearing our voices right now. Why don't you like me? Nobody what's likes wrong? me. Hey, what's your problem, kid? Why don't you what's like your- me? Hey. I'm a nice person, okay? I just yell because I'm passionate. Get fucked, bud. But, uh, yeah, so we will be back on Friday with a new episode. Um, and on Tuesday with a Patreon. You're darn Boy. tootin' right if you're on there. And we're just going to pick up right where we left off. I'm going to do my top five. Yeah. 
Yeah. And for those of you who don't know what that means, maybe become a patron. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should fucking tune in. Uh, if sorry. you want to, that is. All right. We are starting a cult. Uh, Jake, that's Grant. Love, you, love you. Love you guys. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, peace out, y'all. Yeah. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.